Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is now episode 23 of the GA and Gym podcast. My name is Oshin Quinn. I'm sure you know that if you're listening. Um, so, today's podcast is kind of, I suppose, a different one. Usually I have a guest on. Occasionally we'll do a solo podcast, obviously, just with everything that's going on in the world. You can't really get in the guest, so um, I'm sitting here by myself outside in a pair of sliders in the back garden recording. Um, kind of gotten to that point now where boredom has got me as well I kind of want to record more uh, solo podcasts and I kind of always question myself whether or not people really want to listen to me but I just thought fuck it I'll just play it and listen to myself if anything um, so today in the podcast kind of going to chat about a few different things just kind of going to chat about just myself how I am kind of uh, getting on with everything my thoughts on the whole situation the Covid situation what my training is currently like and uh, maybe some training tips as well for you as a two. So um, hopefully you'll get something out of this here. Um, so yeah, it's been. Um, I haven't actually done a, a podcast and chatted about the whole coronavirus situation yet, which is a bit strange. Like, cause I think everyone in the world is talking about it at the minute. It's just fucking mental how everyone in the world is affected by it. It's it's fucking crazy. Um, but it is what it is. Um, so obviously myself, I've had to close down. Uh, the gym, um, which has been tough because it's actually now like a year, it's nearly a year anniversary since I opened the gym, so I was planning on having a fucking party and all, so that didn't happen, which is good crack, um, but it's been it's been a strange transition because you know initially it was really, I was really annoyed about it because I kind of felt like it was out of my hands and I really didn't want to close the gym. Um, as time went on, then I realised that it was important to close it, and it was needed, and it was. If I tried to keep it open, it wouldn't have been a good idea. Um, so I had to close it, and I think then I was kind of more content with that there. And now this is, I think, two or three weeks on, or maybe four weeks on since that there. Um, and, you know, for the past two years, really, my whole life has been the gym and, and training people and working with people and building this business. So it's been a strange transition from from that to now not doing it. Um, but to be honest, this kind of time is going on, and... I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying the time now where it's kind of stress free and you're not worried about getting down for clients and you're not um, worried about trying to get back in time for training and certain things out. You know, for a long time there was just a lot of stress because you're trying to say yes to everybody, um, and ultimately that comes at the expense of yourself. So for this wee while, it's been nice now. I know that after a while, like, and you feel it now. I miss my clients. And I miss chatting. And I miss having the crack with them. I miss being down in the gym with them. You know that was that's the highlights usually of my day whenever I get to work with them. Um, it always gives me a big high afterwards. So that's been kind of hard, and you can't really replicate that. Um, and that's been tough. And then obviously, you know, money wise, that's pretty much my only source of income. Like I have, um, online clients, but um, you know, the reality is a lot of them go as well um for two main reasons number one not a lot of people or a lot of people are unfortunately out of work at the minute or reduced hours so they don't have the available money to spend on coaching which is understandable and then a lot of people just don't have fucking gyms and stuff to train and so you know you try and send bodyweight programs and stuff but um i understand that some people just just aren't able to sort of go on that so you're basically making no money <laughs> um at the minute which is which is tough like um and that's that's been kind of hard to take but thankfully i've kind of i don't really spend too much money on anything other than stuff for the gym so i've 
I've kind of been able to save up for a while and not be completely screwed right now. But if it goes on for a couple of months, then I will be fairly screwed. But um, I don't think it will. But it's been uh, it's been weird. Like so, basically, my kind of routine at the minute is like I'm waking up. My alarm goes at seven, and usually I'll I'll get out of bed for half seven and be down at the latest for eight o'clock in the morning go down and get a cup of coffee and I plan out my day and I'll sit and write out what I'm going to do so really the main things at the minute for me is um, I'm still doing my master's course I haven't really changed anything which is good um, I still have a lot of assignments and all to do for that um, although we're not have, we don't have any more class or everything's kind of gone up to the left in terms of like our dissertation it's still just as normal with them so um, I've been working away on that most days so that takes up a good good chunk of my day and then training usually twice a day so I usually try and do something in the morning first thing whether that be go for a walk I brought the air bike from the gym up to the house and then maybe just sitting it for like maybe a hundred calories or something or else um, usually I've been doing like a sprinting or a running workout like this morning I've done sprints um, so I start off my day usually with exercise within the first couple of hours and then I'll I'll do work then throughout the rest of the day. So that could be um, the uni work, as I'm saying, or else what I've actually used this time now to do is kind of reflect on maybe um, my weaknesses as a coach and maybe areas I wasn't strong in. So a couple areas I identified was that um, I maybe wasn't strong in terms of knowing exact anatomy. Like, obviously, I have a good idea of anatomy, but um, knowing maybe the particular areas and knowing how they function and what their functions are and... You know, if there's a weakness in that area, how do you assess it? And then if you do find that weakness, um, what do you do to improve that? So I've been using that time, I've been using my time to try and study up on that. And I, I feel even so far I've kind of gained a good bit of knowledge in it. And then um, other areas, like I think I'm going to go into more is like nutrition. I have a good idea of nutrition, but probably not um, an in-depth knowledge. So I suppose I'm trying to use this time to, to improve my knowledge in them areas. And I think that's, that's a good thing that this time gives you is that the stuff that you said you didn't have time to do, you now literally have nothing but time to do. Um, so I've been spending my time doing that. Um, I'm also trying to get some more stuff for the gym. Collins Gym Gear, uh, the ones that set up my new racks and all in the gym. I sent like a list of things to them. So I really want people to walk back in the gym in the next couple of weeks and be like, fuck, this place got different. Um, really want to improve it and improve the whole service that I'm offering. So trying to use this time to reflect on all that, which I think is a good idea. Then uh, I suppose in the evening then I'm usually training every day in the gym at four o'clock, um, doing like an upper body and lower body split. So um, today is lower body, so I'll be doing some squats. Um, I think it's three sets of five. And then um, it's like uh, RDLs, uh, dumbbell reverse lunges and a wee bit of core work. So sprints in the morning, that in the evening, and then tomorrow will be upper body, but I'll do probably tempo runs in the morning. And I'm feeling stronger. Like I'm, It's probably the only time when I've been able to concentrate just solely on the gym, you know, the reality is whenever you're playing football, it's hard to really build a good level of strength and size because you're running so much, you're recovering from Gaelic, you don't want to do too much because you've got training, you know, it's it's difficult to balance. So I've been able to use this period just to kind of focus on getting stronger and I'm, I'm feeling fucking very strong at the minute, which is nice. It's, I've always kind of wanted just a period of time where I could just focus on that. So I've got it. Um, so current training is going good. I... I've a, I've watched fucking or not watched. I read David Goggins' book. If you don't know who David Goggins is, go and check him out. Um, I read his book and it it kind of motivated me to run through a fucking wall. So I woke up and thought I would go and do a half marathon. Well, that's a lie. I didn't say that. I woke up and said, 
I've been doing kind of wee bit of long distance running, so there's like a loop around our house that goes all uphill, and it's like a seven mile loop, but it's just all uphill, and I kind of thought to myself when I was doing it, I was like, fuck, if I could do this, I could definitely do at least double this year, like I could do fucking a half marathon, because um, this all is uphill. So I woke up the whole morning, I was like, I'll do an hour of running, I'll run for half an hour and then turn and come back, and I think at the half an hour point, I was like three or four mile in, and I was like, fuck, I may as well just kind of bang out another two miles here to hit the um the half marathon and uh the first like half of it so the first six seven miles i felt pretty good and i think i was holding like seven seven minute eight minute miles um and feeling feeling pretty strong at it and then gradually as like i uh started getting closer to the house it just started to break down more and more so like my feet started to fucking just crumble underneath me so i got pain in my feet every time i fucking stepped and then i experienced this thing called chub rub um, which I never experienced before, which is basically the two insides of my leg just started rubbing against each other so much that they started bleeding. Um, I was told it was called chub rub. I was thinking it was because my legs were so big and muscular, but apparently not. Apparently it's because they're fat. So that was fairly unpleasant every step, and then um, my knees started to get sore. So like gradually, as like I I went further and further. If you had seen me kind of where I started, I looked pretty strong, and then if you came back, like it would have been. You would have felt sorry for me, I would imagine, if you if you walked by me and seen me. Um, but I completed it, and um, although the pain was was terrible, like, I couldn't even fucking lift my shoulder for a couple of hours afterwards because I think I had had my arm just set in that kind of running position for two hours straight, and I was like doing an isometric for like two hours, and my shoulder was fucked. And um, eventually it came around, but um, eventually I came around. But although the pain was terrible, all I can say is that the sense of satisfaction and accomplishment I got off it was probably like nothing else I've ever experienced um, and that was kind of amazing and I still kind of have that feeling and it makes you think you know I had never really done any specific training for that but it does make you think you know we put a lot of limitations on ourselves in terms of what you can do and what you can't do and you can really do a lot more than what you think and that's one of the things Goggins talks about in his book is that you know whenever you're fucked you're really only at 40% and there's a lot more that you can do and it kind of Whenever I done that, I started to, I started to realize that because when I got two or three miles in, I was feeling kind of shitty. And then as you push through it, you get better and better. And I sort of realized that I think sometimes we only go to that, we hit that first kind of pain block and then we stop. But there's a lot more you can push through. Um, if you listened a few weeks back, I had my brother on uh, the episode's called the Strong Physio. It's actually a really good lesson for injury prevention stuff. But being brothers, we're all kind of competitive. So I had put in, I had done my half marathon and um i thought well like they're not big runners so they're definitely not going to do that and then my brother mark the one that was on the podcast went out and done a full marathon with no training he ran around the same loop this park and i think the loops like fucking maybe one kilometer so he just i don't even know if it is that much so he just looped around it and looped around it and he done a full marathon um so that basically means now I have to do a marathon and try and beat his time, although it was never said. It's kind of like one of the unspoken laws of having a brother. You just always have to beat them. So I now have to do a marathon and beat his time. I have no want or desire to do a marathon other than just to beat him and to say that I've done it. And I know the accomplishment will be brilliant afterwards, but the pain I'm thinking about experience is going to be fucking going to be awful. Like I've done my half marathon in under two hours. Um... And I was happy with that because I never done the long distance running. So I think if I was to do a full marathon, like to try and get it four hours, it would be so painful. Um, 
and I'm really not looking forward to that. His time was shite to be fair as well, so um, I really don't have to go that fast, but I would like to set a good time. But um, the thought of doing a full marathon is fucking atrocious. But it would be a pretty... Um, if someone asks you what you've done over quarantine, done a full marathon. It's pretty productive, like, I'll take that. So that's in the back of my mind now is to throw in a wee marathon some weekend. Um, and I realise the secret too is that, like, and this makes no sense, but it makes sense to me. Whenever I run from the house, all I have to do is like, whenever I was hitting the half marathon, all I said to myself was, as long as I hit seven miles, I've done the half marathon because I literally have to run back to the house because I have no other way back. You know, so I think with my run, and I think it's a good idea for running, is like, set yourself with no option, but whenever you get to a certain point, you have to run back. So like, you know, if you want to do, if you want to do 10 miles, run five miles away from the house, and then you have no option but to run back. Whereas if you do it in the treadmill or you do a loop, it's very easy to be like, fuck this here and just jump off because it's so easy to, to, to kind of quit on it. Whereas if you have to run six or seven miles away, you, you literally have to run back. So I think what I'm going to try and do is run 13 miles away from the house and then have no choice but to run back. But um, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm sure I'll vlog it and keep you all um, keep you all uh, aware of what's going on there. But um, yeah. But yeah, training's going good, so um, happy that way. But I would say I'm eating a whole load of fucking. I think everyone's becking at the minute. I think I've had about ten loaves of banana bread at this point. Um, everyone seems to be becking, so I've been eating a lot of becking goods. But you know, it is what it is. I feel like I'm burning it off. Anyway, um, so yeah, the whole coronavirus situation. Um, I think, you know, there's obviously so much fucking information out there. You could watch one video on YouTube and it would make you believe that the whole thing's a load of shite and then you could watch another thing and it could really make you scared um, and uh, you know it's hard to know what to believe in there's so much information but I think the sort of big takeaways is obviously there is something there and although you could watch some of these videos you're going around saying it's bullshit and whether it is or it isn't I think ultimately you have to take care of yourself and take care of the people around you regardless of what you think and you have to do what um, the people and the the people in power are, are telling us to do. But I think the thing that is kind of worrying me is kind of how people are acting and how things are going on. Like, like I had um. People now seem to think that like they have the right to message and and tell you what to do. You're like question what you're doing. Um. Like, if you go out for a fucking walk, somebody now has the right to sort of say to you, like, fuck, you're not, um, you're not taking coronavirus very seriously. You know, I think a lot of people think they're heroes by messaging someone saying, are you self-quarantining, are you this, are you that? But really, they have no idea of the context of the situation. You know, like, I'm maybe going for a walk and someone can message me and I put up a picture and someone message me, are oh, you not taking it very seriously? And, like, I never really reply back to things like that because I feel like I don't want to give it my time, but... You feel like replying back, going like you don't understand that number one, this is the one hour I'm out in a day, and number two, I'm like the place that I'm going walking is called Kelly Will. That's how fucking culture it is and how rural it is. You never heard of it, have you? Well, it's fucking culture. It's in the middle of nowhere, it's up a hill. So unless the fucking trees have got coronavirus, you're pretty safe. There's nobody up there walking. But yet people have the right now to like message you and be like, Oh, what the fuck are you at? Like, you know, you can't do that there. And that annoys me. Um and then my girlfriend was down staying with me for a couple of weeks. Um, 
and just staying down here at the house. Um, and we were quarantining down together. And like he put up a picture and, and some people were messaging saying, are you know, like, are you self-isolating because I can't see my girlfriend, boyfriend and as if like you're kind of just coming down for the crack some night even throughout this year. People think that you just like don't care and you're just uh, going on as if things are normal. And that's what annoys me is that people don't think about the context or even want to ask, ask about the context of the situation. Whereas if someone asks him, hey, what's the crack there? He's seen a lot of each other. You could say, oh, we're staying down here for two or three weeks. But people might have the right just to assume that you're not taking it seriously so then can message you. And that fucks me off, to be quite honest. Um, and then I see, like, I've seen stuff about, like, the police sort of saying to people, like, why are you going to the shop? What are you buying? And and um, I think, obviously, Downing Street came out and said that, like, you can go to the shop and buy whatever you want. But there's a lot of fear and a lot of this fucking... Um, people thinking they're heroes by, by calling people out and really don't un understand the context of the situation. And I don't like that. And um, I think it's a good example of what fear can do and maybe spending too much time in the house can fucking do you know people would never do that normally but now people think because of the situation you can kind of do that there and i don't think the situation changes how you act to people you know be nice to people and if you're wondering about something like that you maybe ask the right questions you don't touch make fucking assumptions because that annoys me um and i've had a bit of that there going on where people like feel like they have the right to message you to question what you're doing and that um that fucks me off to be quite honest or like I'm maybe down in the gym and take a video of me doing squats by myself and people are like, you're fucking mad taking a video of that, someone will report you. Like what the fuck is going on in the world that like you can't take a picture in your own gym that you pay for when no one else is around? I don't know, that, that kind of, that worries me to say the least. But um, I suppose in the grand scheme of things it's not the worst thing to be worried about. There's a lot of people who have a lot worse situations to be in and I still have my health and other people have their health which is the important thing but I think it's I think just that's one thing that I would sort of like to say, say to people is that don't let fear maybe change the way that you would act around people and don't let all that's going on change the way you act around people just be nice to people and don't make assumptions it's a dick move um, so that's one thing I had noticed with the whole coronavirus situation but um, I think it's weird when you live in a rural community too you know somewhere that maybe isn't like a city and you don't see or hear as much of it as you would if you live in a london or or a big city like that where it obviously spreads more like maybe belfast or something because people are so so close together so i think if you're in a rural community you're kind of shielded from it a wee bit um which is strange and you, you kind of have to watch the news to remind yourself that it is a serious situation because if you didn't, like I've deleted Facebook and I very rarely watch the news and sometimes you forget that it's going on, which is probably a bad thing. So I think you do have to remind yourself every now and again how serious this situation is. Um, you know, you have to watch the news and sometimes the news is bullshit, but sometimes you have to watch it just to remind yourself that there's a lot of people have it worse and it kind of makes you appreciate that we're lucky to be, probably Ireland in general, we're lucky to be an island and we're lucky to be rural in nature um, and not be living on top of each other like. And then I seen obviously Gaelic has been cancelled. I seen a tweet last night from sent into one of the group chats um, from Team Talk. Uh, where the fuck is it? Um, here it is. So it was from at Team Talk Mag Live. 
uh, Galway Bay FM sports reporting at All Ireland Finals on eighteenth to twenty fifth of October under current format. Um, capacities for all games massively reduced if allowed at all. And then another one saying that um, club championships will begin in June or July. No spectators. Formats redrawn to ensure each team gets minimum two games. I don't know if that's just for Galway or if that's what's being chatted about for everything. But I was thinking about it and it was weird like because I think the fact you're having... Like obviously how you do it, it's going to be a difficult one. How you bleed that back in and how you manage crowds and all. And that's a difficult decision to make. But I think even thinking myself, like playing without spectators would be kind of shite. Like that is part of the reason why you play. You play for the community and you play for the people that are down watching and it'd be weird not having an atmosphere at a game. Um, and I even think at like the All-Ireland level, would Croke Park, you know, would it be even worth their fucking time doing that if they can't get spectators in? You know, I would really imagine the only reason that they really want to have games going on is for the money, like, um, and that's probably why they, they want games back in because they need money to pay bills and they need to pay wages and amongst other things so you kind of wonder is no spectators really going to really going to happen um and would you would you want to i suppose maybe made of no choice in it but um i just think it would be a bit shy playing without spectators you know is it better to wait another month or two months to try and get spectators at games you know i don't know um but if that was the way it was to go in june or july you wouldn't be well excited for it, I don't think. You know, imagine you go and win a championship and nobody's there to watch it. You know, if we kind of shite, like, wouldn't definitely wouldn't be the same. Um, so that was the only thing just put in that possibly could go ahead. So that'll be interesting. Um, I don't know if I think it's a great idea, but maybe it's the only possible option at the minute. Um... Like I was thinking about the other day, and we're in April now. Let me check my fucking watch there. We're in April now. You're not going to have anything in April. Likelihood is you're not going to have anything in May. Probably best case scenario with the end of May is that you maybe have like a a bleeding period where like you start to um, go to maybe bigger crowds, like smaller smaller crowds, and you start to bleed into that, and you bring things back to some sort of normality slowly, but. You're talking the best case scenario, I think, June, mid-June, July, like, because teams need two or three weeks to prepare then as well for games. So I think you're talking June, July is your best best kind of option when you think about it kind of logically, and I suppose if, if cases keep going up as well, it's, it's going to be postponed, because I know in the north, I would imagine we'll follow the same as the south and do another two or three weeks of lockdown, and then it could very easily be another two or three weeks, or else two or three weeks of bleeding back into whatever we were before but it's weird to think of how things are going to be after all this you know is is there going to be big crowds concerts is that going to be cancelled is, is people going to be flying on planes like the world after this is going to be very strange and how people are going to be after this you know will people just say fuck it and go back to normal and not care or will there still be a bit of kind of lingering doubt of like i don't want to be in a big crowd and you maybe want to still distance yourself from the older population so that you don't make them sick. You know, there's a lot of kind of a lot of doubt. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, so that'll be interesting in the next couple of weeks. But it's fucking frustrating for us Gaelic wise because we were having a good start to the season and um, things were going really well. And you were thinking like this is going to be the fucking year. 
and everything just goes to shit then. Annoying. Um, right. Got some of that off my chest there now. I'll put some, uh, try and give you some useful information at the minute. Um, so what way should your training be right now? I think obviously it depends a lot on what equipment you have. So everyone's equipment's fucking varied at the minute. Um, a lot of people have full gyms, a lot of people don't have anything, a lot of people maybe have a fucking barbell and a dumbbell and that's a difficult thing. Um, just kind of what way you approach it. The way I think you should approach it now really, you're talking you're going to have five or six weeks. And that's the best case scenario before games or anything. I think you're probably more likely talking eight to ten weeks, but say you're talking five or six weeks. I think you should approach this like um, just like a pre-season again. Um, you know, obviously we've been in the season right now, so things would be different. You'd be doing a lot of maybe power work. You'd be doing a lot of stuff just to keep you fresh. Maybe with more upper body work, um, and be a lot more focused on on the game and on skill specific work. So I think right now what you have to do is is go back and pretend this is like pre-season. So maybe go back and listen to the pre-season podcast I recorded. But I think um, working on working on your strength again. If that has maybe diminished in the past couple of weeks, it's maybe something to work on. It's like an easy template. What you could do is maybe follow, start at three sets of 10 for an exercise. The next week, then go three sets of eight, but maybe add on, you know, 2.5, 5 kg. Following week, three point six, or three by six, three by five, three by four. You don't keep increasing your strength that way. That's a really simple linear way to increase your strength. Or else you could go for an option where you do like maybe an eccentric kind of um an eccentric block for two or three weeks. So you do your squats and everything's like got a five or six second um focus on it. So when I'm doing my squat, I'm squatting down for five, six seconds and then powering up. You could do that for three or four weeks with all your movements, so everything's eccentric based. You could do that with bench press as well. Um that's a really good way to develop strength. And then you could go into like isometric, so doing pauses at the bottom of your squats, doing um pauses at the bottom of your bench press. You know, that's another option you could do for two or three weeks another great way to improve your strength and then you could finish that off for the last three weeks with a lot of power work so really doing speed squats doing like bench throws doing movements like that that um, are going to get you nice and explosive and nice and powerful and that's a really simple way to do it but I've talked about this in our podcast and also if you go back through my Instagram feed I'll kind of documented what I've done in pre-season and on YouTube as well so that'll be there for you but I'd approach this like this is pre-season so your lifting should be focusing on probably getting stronger right now um, and then focus on maybe specific injury areas so can you strengthen your hips right now can you strengthen your hamstrings and you strengthen your groin so for groins you may be doing like the isometric groin squeezes you know getting the foam roller between your knees and squeezing them um, you could do your Copenhagen's for the groins then maybe looking at your hip flexors maybe you could do um, some like hip flexor triangles if you don't know what they are YouTube them they're like a real simple move that you could add into your warm-up um, you could start doing some like split squat pause holds and uh, hip flexion holds like lift your leg up stand against the wall stand as tall as you can lift your right knee up and just hold that position and um, you're holding it for like 30 seconds but that right leg will then be in hip flexion so you're training those movements um, and then hamstrings obviously doing your sprinting that's really important for hamstring health but then maybe starting to add in like um, hamstring holds like on the bench uh, supine holds you can YouTube them you know, and there we things you can start to add in now and start to build your strength there and they can go a long way um, in preventing injuries like what you don't want to do is come back into the season not really have prepared your body for what's going to happen in the season because then your likelihood of injury will just spike up you know if you're doing fuck all and then you go from zero to 100 that's when you're likely to get injured but if you keep ticking along and keep building your strength keep strengthening those areas and keep adding them the running like we'll talk about now 
you're less likely to get injured. Um, it's really whenever you put yourself in a, when you put your body in a state of shock that it's likely to get hurt. So I think approach your, your strength training work like that, but that a real simple model is three by 10, three by eight, three by six, three by five, and increase your weight on it each week. That's a really, really simple way to do it. Um, that's really easy to follow for someone that's just starting out. Um, and then maybe when you get to that three by five week, then you could start looking at some contrast work. So continue doing the three sets of five, but maybe pair it with an explosive movement. So if I'm doing squats, I could do three sets of five squats and then do three sets of five um, box jumps or something. You know, so you start to pair strength with a with an explosive and then that gets you more specificity towards your game. So I would still, basically what I'm trying to say, channel a shite here probably, but approach it like pre-season strength training. Um, I think that's a good way to go about it. In terms of your running, I did put up a post on uh, Instagram TV that kind of maybe goes into a bit more detail, but it's worth checking out. But in terms of your running, I think, again, approach it from a pre-season focus. So I think a mix of doing some kind of mid to long distance runs um, and then some interval runs. So in terms of your mid to long distance, I'd say really like you don't need to be going over a three to five K. It's like what I find is whenever I go over them high miles, you're not moving very nicely and not moving very effectively and all you end up doing is just ingraining bad habits and hurting yourself you know if you do a 10 mile you'll find that it doesn't really tax your aerobic system it just fucks your legs and i don't know if that's really a productive thing whereas if you go for a 3k or 5k and you try and beat a time every week it's going to tax yes it's going to tax your legs but it's also going to tax your aerobic system and help build that base so maybe what you could do is once a week twice a week you do a 5k so say like on a saturday Maybe as your day that you do a 5k and each week you're just trying to beat your time. Um, you know, and that could be a simple way to get your long distance working. Or if you're not even close to doing a 5k, start with a 2k, build a 3k, build a 4k, 5k. Um, use common sense, obviously. But maybe trying to beat your time that each week. And then uh, two or three other times a week, starting to do some sort of interval running. I love now, I always talk about tempo runs. So tempo runs is basically where you're, you're running a kind of like a 75% pace um for say 100 meters or 200 meters and you're trying to complete it at a certain time on the dot so um say for 100 meters i'm trying to complete it at 17 seconds on the dot i'm not sprinting it i'm just trying to be there at 17 seconds and that's going to be about a 75 percent pace for me and then i'm going to rest double that so whenever i have double rest to work it's going to be more aerobic so that's going to be building your aerobic base up um and that's a really good way to build up distance but distance in high speed so 75% 80% running still pretty high speed um, and your likelihood of getting injured from that type of running is, is, is a wee bit lower than if you were just fucking sprinting 100 meters um, so you could start to build up your distance of high speed running with that so say week one you do 10 by 100 meters in two or three of the sessions week two it's 12 by 100 14 by 100 16 or else you could start doing maybe like 5 by 200 meters do it in 40 seconds rest 80 seconds do 10 by 100 meters after that do it in 16 rest 36 you know so that's um that's the way you could approach it but i would like write it out and just try to build your distance each week with it and look at it in terms of a weekly distance so say by the time you get to week 10 of this year so say maybe we're hoping we're going to be back then you'd want to be hitting maybe around like between 8 to 10k worth of running and that's going to be very similar to your game demands. There's very few positions in the pitch that aren't going to be hitting that. So that'll mean that whenever you go back to game time, your body's not going to be in shock. It's going to be like, well, I'm fucking used to running 10k. Um, so 
you know, that could be doing a tempo session on the Monday, doing one on the Wednesday, maybe one on Thursday, and then your longer run on the Saturday, um, and just progressing each week slowly but surely, and that'll hopefully get you to a point where um, you're covering a good amount of ground, but covering a good amount of ground at high speed distance. I think another important part then is adding in your sprint work. So I always kind of chat about how important sprint work is, but um, starting to do some more sprints in your training. Great for hamstring health, but also just great for developing speed. You know, there's nothing that can develop sprinting speed like sprinting. Makes sense, you know, it's specific to it. Um, so I think trying to do that maybe at the start of each of your tempo sessions. One day it could have an acceleration focus where you're maybe just doing not to 10 meters, not to 20 meters. Anything after that we would call the kind of max velocity or a real velocity based sprint so that could be maybe 30 meters 40 meters maybe you only have to do like two or three of them if you do if you do a 40 meter sprint all out you don't have much left in you know so i think doing two or three of them um maybe in one of your sessions then one session could be not to 10 not to 20 meters maybe add in some multi-directional stuff some agility work that can really give you a good basis for a program then so by the time you get back to training you're in a good position um that's kind of the running and lifting, I suppose, mixed up. Now, you could do other methods of intervals, so you could do um, mass-based running, um, or else you could just do uh, intervals based on kind of the um, uh, energy system work-to-rest ratios, if you want to do a bit of Googling and researching that. You could, and you could play about with different distances. Um, but I like the tempo-based style, and there's a lot of research on it at the minute, if you want to kind of go and um, look at it yourself, and a lot of coaches really seem to like it. Um, so uh yeah my camera is running the battery here soon um also i apologize if the sound in this isn't great but um i uh i'm recording this on my phone my fucking uh microphones are down at the gym and i was kind of like fuck it i don't really i'll be all right here i'll just record it in the laptop so if the sound's shite i apologize right um go look at some of the q a questions that came up some of the kind of more common ones um the big ones was always the big one that came up this week and last week was in terms of running so the the long distance versus intervals what's better i feel like i've addressed that there now um what else do we have uh yeah that was kind of the big ones i suppose um and then strength training i suppose i can answer that as well there I think the big thing is just trying to get in a set routine of, of training. Um, you know, get yourself in a routine right now. I think if you're not working, especially routine is so important. You know, whether it be first thing in the morning you're training, have a time in the evening you train every day. Like I have a set time in the evening I train and um, always do something in the morning. It's just pitching a good routine. I think that's really important. Another probably question is, you know, if you don't have any, any uh, weights at the minute what can you do i think what you're going to have to do then is look at maybe doing more isometric work um if you youtube graham morris or, or go on his instagram he has some really interesting stuff on how to do overcoming isometrics with no with no weight so basically all you need is like a towel and you put it underneath your feet and you like try and grab the towel in like a kind of deadlift position and rip the towel up and because your body weight's on it you're not moving but you're you're isometrically working everything in your body you know, movements like that can be really good if you don't have any equipment at the minute. Um, so you might want to look into overcoming isometrics if you're struggling with equipment or making things tough for yourself. Um, a lot of questions about Easter eggs. I had a fucking white chocolate Lindor Easter egg. Quality. Maybe the best Easter egg I've had. I've always been a kind of surprise man, but this was pretty special. Um, 
Yeah, that was kind of the the main questions that came up. Um, and then a lot of them was about when they think football will be back on again and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of questions I actually didn't answer yesterday. Apologies if you asked me a question yesterday and I didn't answer. Yeah, I think that's kind of the majority of them. Um, so yeah, um, another thing I've been doing is I've been throwing in a bit of yoga. I put up a yoga session on YouTube the other week. Um, which just can follow along with um, some yoga instructors doing like online sessions of yoga. Like that's another thing, you have time to do these things. If you always said you want to do fucking yoga or whatever it is you want to do, you start doing them now, like when you have the time, because the reality is whenever you go back to normal, you're going to forget all this, you're going to have no time start to implement those things um yeah this is a very fucking random podcast and um i probably want to want to do more solo ones over the next while because obviously i'm not going to be able to get too many guests in and doing it via skype and zoom is okay but i don't really like it as much and sometimes the, the quality isn't as good you know i like to i like to go down and meet people and have a conversation with them so um I, I can't see there being any guests anytime soon, but I've been chatting to a few players and um, I'm hoping that whenever we get back to normal, I'll have a few good ones coming for you. Um, but right now, it'll probably just be me chatting shite. I might try and do one every week if you enjoyed it. And this was useful, the send me a message and let me know. And um, you know, I might put up one every week. If nobody replies back to me, I'll take it as a hit that um, it was shite and I'll just do them every two weeks. Um, so, yeah. I guess that's kind of it. I suppose closing messages. Um, get a good routine set up for yourself right now. Don't be lying about the house like a lazy hair. Um, keep yourself safe. Be fucking nice to people and don't make assumptions. And um, always keep shifting him. Lesson for life. So yeah, um, thank you very much for listening. And um, I'll see you in the next one, I suppose. Good luck.